Ready to get into some week one NFL? Heck to the yeah, man. Let's this is uh Ryan it. from the backups. Spencer from the freaking backups as usual. We're just gonna come at you with a little talk about the NFL, what we think after week one. Gonna go through the game. Our predictions for week two. Um, and yeah, you wanna jump right in? Started finally. Hell yeah. Start off with the Thursday night game. Pretty good one. Falcons versus Eagles. Obviously the Eagles won eighteen to twelve. Any guys that you thought that stood out? Um, I mean the Eagles they they, they took, you know, it, it it's kind of started off as a slow game, but uh, they mm-hmm. picked it up in the second half, and uh, yeah, I really think they just overall outplayed the whole Falcons team, honestly. Uh, yeah, that that and, defense really got the job done. Yeah, in almost every aspect. Um, Matt Matty Ice was 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 bad. He was just yeah, not got a touchdown. Philadelphia secondary. Yeah, so the Philadelphia defense definitely balled out. Another guy who balled out, Julio Jones, kind of the only guy on the Falcons who really had an amazing offensive day. Ten receptions, 170 yards. He literally got way more yards than the rest of the team combined. Yeah, he was really the only one that showed up to play for the whole Falcons squad, honestly. Yeah, so it uh it ended up being a pretty good one. You know, there were some picks and fumbles, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty entertaining first game of the season. Yeah, a little on the lower scoring side, I'd say, just a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, nonetheless, but, not not a bad game to kick off the season. Moving on to a team to a game that's very dear to my heart, one that I definitely watched all the way through. Niners versus Vikings. Now, unfortunately, the 49ers did not win. It was 24-16 to 16, Minnesota. It was, but it was a close back-and-forth game. No, oh, yeah, it actually, there was a couple times where it looked like it could really be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And they brought it back. You know, I think, obviously, they made some mistakes. Alfred Morris fumbled at the goal line. And Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look great. The whole kind of offense didn't look too good. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, for all all things considered, like, they played pretty well. Yeah, I think. Um, that's not That week isn't an accurate representation of the 49ers. I think they're um, – I think they really struggled on third down and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. – They'll have um, more success with that against a little bit weaker of defenses. Minnesota is very um, well put together on all sides of the ball. Yeah, whenever you play them, you're not going to look very good. Defense, yeah. Um, and no one, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he had a decent game. It wasn't yeah, a good debut. Run home about, but um, mm-hmm. no ends, so that's a good thing. <laughs> And uh, I thought a couple of guys that I wanted to highlight on the Niners' defensive side of the ball, Fred Warner, he's a rookie, got 12 tackles and a uh, fumble. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be really nice, like, here on out when he finally gets to be paired with Reuben Foster. And then DeForest Buckner, two and a half sacks, three and a half tackles for loss. He only got three sacks all of last year. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, 
would be very nice to see him have a breakout year. Definitely. All right, so yeah, the Vikings got a good win. Very I don't good. think I, this is kind of about the type of game I expected it to be. Yeah. And so both teams, you know, kind of did what I thought they would do. All right, moving on. To the Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts. Cincinnati taking it home, 34 Best game of the week for sure. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a great matchup on paper. I mean, neither of the teams are very upper echelon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys on the Cincinnati defense that were good, Vigil and Fegedelm and Bates, who are you, who are those guys? Like, seriously. Yeah. And then um, on the other side of the ball, you got Leonard Gethers, Hairston. Who are those people? Who are any of those people? They got the most sacks on both sides yeah. of the ball. What, what is going on here? Their yeah. defenses are kind of made up of um, a bunch of almost no names. Yeah. And, I mean, I yeah, think Andrew Luck was kind of the big story coming into this game to see how he would play. I mean, he didn't he didn't play bad, I wouldn't say. Like, I wouldn't put this, like, on him. I think, like, for not playing it for as long as he has, he played pretty well. But, you know, there's not really much of a running game to speak of. You got T.Y. Hilton, but he didn't really do much. And then the Bengals are just – there's just kind of – gotten a worse and worse version of their last team like every year it feels like yeah they're just kind of running in circles at this point with their current roster and with Andy Dalton at quarterback not really sure where they yeah. should even go really it's kind of but I would say that the Bengals impressed me a little bit I didn't think they would win this game and it kind of worries me about the Colts I thought they they could be a team that would maybe Maybe squeaking the playoffs if they had a good year, but it's not been good so far. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Andrew Luck, he, he kind of had an Andrew Luck esque game. I think he could perform a little better, but overall, yeah, a good win for Cincinnati to start off the season undefeated. Moving on to by far probably the least entertaining game of the week uh, I'd Buffalo say. Bills. Versus the Baltimore Ravens. Now this game ended up being forty-seven to three in favor of the Ravens, which is just—I mean, they, they just forty-four point differential. They murdered them. I mean, the Bills just—they looked so lost. Like I—I'm convinced. Like this coming into this week, I thought that they might be the worst team in the NFL, and then after this week, I'm convinced. They have no idea who their quarterback is. I mean, Josh Allen got, like, 15 attempts. Peterman got 18. So they're just totally clueless there. And even, like, LaShawn McCoy, who should be their best player on offense, got 22 yards. Yeah, it was – they were not having a good day um, in any part of the game. Defense – Not at all. I mean, even letting the Ravens get 47 points is, like, impressively bad let alone only getting three. Yeah. Like yourselves. <laughs> definitely, I mean, definitely a really poor outing by the Bills. Mm-hmm. Putting them on tank alert, see if they're going to end up tanking the season. But Yeah, I guess this is encouraging for the Ravens. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. <sighs> Week one, like, if the Bills are just this bad or if the Ravens actually took a step in the right direction. 
Joe Flacco, you know, completed most of his passes, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Not really much of a running game, but, I mean, they definitely got the job done and definitely blew them out by a lot more than I thought. Yeah, definitely a blowout. Biggest, biggest blowout of week one by far. Nothing nothing huge to report on on either side. We'll report back on week two to what we really think of where these two mm-hmm. are. It'll sit next week. Moving right, on this- back to the shootout of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers putting up a whopping 48 Boyga on the New Orleans Saints. You know, well, they put up 40 points. Yeah, no, it was close. definitely a, it was a close one. 80, most amount of points in any week one game ever. 88 points. Fun fact. Freaking whopping load of touchdowns. Uh, Fitz Magic contributing. Oh, my God. That's insane. It, his. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we really weren't expecting this from the Buccaneers, especially while Winston is on the suspension. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I think um, Fitzpatrick proved he's a, he's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. Look, this isn't going to happen every week. Mm-mm. But at least we know for these next four games, they've got someone there that can kind of hold down fort for for Jamie's return. I mean, do a little more than that. I mean, only, like... Yeah, but I feel like they owe it to Winston. You know, he's the starter and stuff. I, like, oh, no, I definitely think he'll get the job back. I'm just saying, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely capable of, like, maybe not games like this, but, you know, I think, you know, they have some good weapons there for him. He's definitely able to throw it deep. He got a 50-yard bomb to Evans and Jackson. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I just think the whole team played good. I mean, obviously, having Fitzpatrick give you 417 yards will help. Yeah, I'd say. But, yeah, I think they were, you know, we both kind of thought about it. And I think they were definitely one of the most impressive teams this week, you know, kind of yeah, exceeding expectations. At least coming into week one, we were kind of like, oh, you know, it's the Saints will just take care of the Bucks. Yeah, no, I, I thought it would be... Not what happened. Like, I thought it would be just, like, not a blowout, but close, to for the Saints. Yeah. It was, you know, they they are one of those teams where we really get looking at them. Okay, Fitzmagic put up 48 on you. Defense mm. was supposed to be top 10 this year. What's up with that, you know? Yeah, if you have Drew Brees... He completed 37 for 45, got 440 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And you lost to the Bucks. That's just like, you just can't let that happen. Like, you're not going to win with defense that does that. I'm not sure if Fitzpatrick has just called, all of a sudden figured it all out. <laughs> Or if this defense is just that bad. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't know if they're this bad, but I think um, I, I just don't know if the, the you know they are the defense that we thought they are. You know. Yeah, no, but I definitely that's, think that's like the old Saints defense that you know they. Yeah, that was always kind of made like fun of. Finally, got a good defense, and now it's just not looking great. Yeah, they definitely kind of took a step back in my book. All right, uh, moving on to this next game, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Giants. 
the Jaguars ended up squeezing this one out twenty to fifteen. It was a pretty yeah pretty close game in my opinion. I was watching it and it was um it was coming on the wire. The the Giants had a couple chances. Mm-hmm. Um Eli having not a great game. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an Eli style game. Two twenty and a pick. It is, yeah, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean I think the I mean I definitely think going against the Jaguars you're never really gonna it's it's really hard to make like observations week one because for like example for this game nothing to face yeah you don't know if it's the Jaguars defense or the Giants offense that like caused them to only get 15 points I'm putting my money on the Jaguars defense obviously but yeah. You know, it's still kind of hard to say. You don't know exactly how it is. So, I think, you know, I think it was kind of a mixture of both. The, the Giants don't really have much of an O-line right now. And, you know, Barkley's just yeah. kind of figuring it out. He had that one run, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Barkley's going to be good. He yeah. showed that he can, uh, he can ball. No. So, yeah, I mean, not a crazy game. Everyone kind of had the Jags pulling away with this one, so it's not a surprise that it happened. But pretty pretty close Bortles game. didn't fuck it up. Yeah, Bortles didn't fuck it up. Moving on. Moving on down. Very interesting game. A tie. Week one. A tie. Steelers between and Browns. Who else? The Steelers and the Browns. The Browns, you know, everyone's like, we want to win, we want to win. Well, guess what? You got a tie. Hey, I mean, that's better than a loss. That's basically all they've been getting recently. True that. Um, Tyrod, almost 200, one TD, one in. Nothing crazy. 15 for 40 completion is pretty awful, though. Yeah, I mean, for Tyrod. Yeah, he's not. But I mean, you know, I what, what do you what do you think on the Mayfield situation? You think? I mean, I like his first. I I forget exactly what it is, but um, is it for Mayfield? Oh no, maybe it's another quarterback. I think he play. No, I think he plays like a few really good defenses the first few weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's the, the Browns have a bunch of bad yeah. Players. Like they play like the Jaguars. In the Vikings and somebody else. Yeah, no, they. And I think the other teams like the Colts. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're just gonna kind of ride those few games out. I think, you know, I think maybe they just might see, hey, if Tyrod Taylor ends up going three and out, we'll just keep him in, maybe squeeze in the playoffs or whatever, or just have at least like a fought like an eight and eight year. And make the fans happy, and if not, we'll put him in in like week four, or week five. So I, yeah, I, I kind of get why they're waiting a little bit. I definitely think he's gonna. No, it makes sense. I agree, but I think at the same time, um, I think that's what the fans want. I think they want Baker in. I think they want the future mm-hmm. in. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, if they tie some losses together, they're throwing Mayfield in, no problem. Um, but yeah, I mean. Nothing, nothing super absurd about the game. James Conner replaced Le'Veon Bell, balled out. That's pretty crazy. 30, 31 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns. Not a good look for Le'Veon. No, Gotta Le'Veon be honest. Just like LeBron from Cleveland, gone as fuck. Yeah. 
honestly, it's just that's uh, the proof's in the pudding right there. James Conner getting two touchdowns and 135 yards. Another guy who I thought he also, he also got a uh, 57 yards uh, via the air. So, he just no. that's that's so crazy. Just coming into the lineup, never really starting week one, just balling the fuck out. Yeah, definitely a good week for James. Another good guy that like Juju. I I wasn't really sure what he would do after his rookie year. He got 120, so I'm glad to see that he's uh, continuing to be good because I think he'll be a really good receiver later down the line. Yeah, he's definitely got some big, big boy potential. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, nothing too crazy. Big Ben was not good in this game. Mm-mm. Um, 335, one TD, three ends. Not just, just not a great outing from Ben. Yeah, um, I mean, you tied against the Browns. Looking at this game, it kind of, you know, it's not too worrying for the Steelers, but it isn't something to brush under the rug because it's just not usual from the Steelers to, I mean, be even this close with the Browns. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it, it's definitely it's, a little, I think a little bit worrying because I think far. they're a type of team that has, like, Super Bowl aspirations. Like, yeah. you know, whether or not they're actually a true Super Bowl contender, you don't really, like, you know, not really sure, but yeah, I think they're a team that needs to play a little bit better than this to live up to their potential. Definitely. Moving on to the next matchup. We got the Houston Texans New England Patriots. Yes, indeed. 27-20. to 20. Um, I figured it was going to be somewhat of a close game. I know the Texans are good. Um, the the Patriots D gave Deshaun a little run for his money. I thought he'd have a little bit more than that in the tank. Um, even though it was close, they kind of got their last touchdowns pretty late, and it was kind of like, you know, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to beat the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I think. Tom Brady and Gronk did their thing, and I think, uh, you know, some people are putting Philip Dorsett on there, like, you know, ooh, want to, you know, put him on my waiver wire, pick him up from the waiver wire. Or whatever. No, yeah, definitely a breakout candidate for sure. Breakout candidate, but um, for me as a Patriots fan, I think it's 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 whoever is ready that, that time that day, so I'm not – not too sold on Dorsett being like the Yeah, I think it's just kind of plug and play. One guy's gonna get it. But he's definitely he's definitely a threat for playing the Patriots. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, you know, the Texans are were definitely one of the more interesting teams coming into the year. You know, one of the more like, you know, teams where you didn't really exactly know how they were gonna do. And I mean it's kinda you know, it's kind of the same thing with the Niners against the Vikings. It's like, mm-hmm. you gave it a try, and you didn't quite get there. But, you know, I mean, I, I definitely think the Texans, this doesn't really make me think less of the Texans. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. So, like, it's kind of another one of those games where it kind of happened how I expected it to happen. Gronk mm-hmm. had a really good game. I'm glad to see that him... And Brady are both clicking in on the right page. 
Definitely, yeah. I, I, for, for them, I just, I just kind of assumed they'd kind of pick off, pick up where they left off. Um, just kind of like they do every season, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're both. If Gronk's healthy and out there, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, not. I think this, this shows that the Texans, you know, they're up there. Yeah. You know, they're on right now, but they're up there, and I think they're definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. All right, moving on to the next one. Probably the game I care the least about, if I'm being completely honest. Tennessee Titans versus the Miami Dolphins. This game actually ended up getting delayed for a while, but, you know, yeah. after, you know, it finally resumed, Miami ended up winning 27-20. to 20, And, you know, Marcus Mariota wasn't able to play the whole game. That'll obviously hurt you. I think that they probably would have won if he was in the whole game. Yeah, no, you, you know, Blaine Gabbert is not a quarterback that you want playing ever. So yeah, but he, uh, Mariota, he was just, you know, I don't think this he wasn't Miami, playing well anyway. He wasn't playing well, but I don't think this Miami defense is anything to run home and tell your mom. Their front about. seven still has some people left. Yeah. It like. Mm-hmm. We've got some dogs left, but it's just not not anything mm-hmm. to uh, cower over. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, I really – this is about as average looking as performance, just looking at the stat line right now that I could even think of for a quarterback. I mean, it's probably below average. Two, 230 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's just like, man, what – it's like it, it, it just kind of screams like I oh, didn't really add much. <laughs> either either play good or play bad. Yeah, and, I mean I get I kind of get it with the receivers. He has Kenny Stills got a hundred yards. That's really the only guy who got any significant yardage in the whole game. Yeah, and so yeah, this one was kind of a barn burner. Yeah, definitely not the most entertaining game of the week. Um, All right, let's not waste any more time. Nonetheless, the Miami Dolphins are undefeated. <laughs> oh. All right, moving on to the next game. We got uh, one of the more outperforming teams this week, the Kansas City Chiefs, beating the Los Angeles Chargers 38-20. Um, honestly, a lot of people were, saying, were very high on the Chargers this year and did not have them losing to the Chiefs this week. I think this was definitely more of a Chiefs overperformance than a Chargers underperformance. Oh, definitely. Because I think we all knew that the Chiefs could come out like this. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's just like seeing Patrick Mahomes. Like he only completed 15 passes, but he got like 260 yards. Yeah. I feel four. like four touchdowns, zero picks. I think him and Tyreek Hill. It's just going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's just kind of proof that having a quarterback sit sit for a year behind a veteran is a good... It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey didn't really get much involved. I guess he didn't really need to. Yeah. Mahomes just bombed it out to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, if they can't cover him, why not go to him? Yeah, and... So Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, definitely two guys that are really impressive. Kareem Hunt was a little bit of a disappointment for sure. 
Yeah, you know, personally all... having him on my fantasy team, I wasn't pleased, but <laughs> but yeah. another guy, I think I have faith in him bouncing back and having a good season still, for sure. Definitely. All right, on the Chargers side of the ball. Chargers, you know, they were mediocre. Not one of their best performances. Um, you know, Keenan Allen doing his thing with 108, one TD. Um, Melvin Gordon, God, not, you know, he's, he's all right. It's all right, you know. Yeah, 166 yards, like, all together. It's not bad. Yeah. The receiving yards. I guess I guess having him in the backfield, you kind of rely on maybe him getting one, getting one on the ground, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think there wasn't a whole lot wrong with their offense. Philip Rivers had a pretty. That's kind of a, like a type of. I mean, he got a lot of yards, four hundred and twenty-four. I think it was more relied upon in their defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think their secondary definitely didn't have a good day today. Yeah, they they couldn't ha- they couldn't get an answer for Tyreek and he was just running all over the place. Mm-hmm. So Chiefs definitely an impressive team. Didn't really know how they were going to come out, but they came out hot. Mahomes looks like the real deal. And then the Chiefs they kind of always kind of start the season hot, you know. They always do. I mean, it's kind of a different team. It is a, so we'll... it is a different team, but they they've they've done this before. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I think they're definitely going to come down to earth a little bit. Yeah. All right. I I watched a little bit of this game. It wasn't a particularly interesting one. Carolina yeah. Panthers versus Dallas Cowboys. Panthers ended up winning sixteen to eight. Uh, one of the more boring games, I'd say. Who the Cowboys or the Panthers? Just the whole game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. It was, it was okay. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely expect from the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys just they they have nothing, to, no one to stretch the field. They, no the weapons are open. I think they thought that Dak Prescott was going to be able to like step into like a Russell Wilson role, because uh-huh. like Russell Wilson is the type of guy who doesn't necessarily need a really good running game or wide receivers. Yeah. Like, you've definitely seen him succeed with that, and I think they thought that that could be that guy. But you see when you have Cole Beasley as your number one fucking wide receiver that you're not going to be good. <laughs> like, it's like it's going to be really hard to succeed on offense. Yeah, the Cowboys, they're just – it's a tough situation, especially when Frederick went down. For When Frederick was playing, I was like, all right, they've got some hope, but – when he went down, I was like, oh. Yeah. And, I mean, their defense, it's, it's a good D. De- it's it's getting – it's better. It's on the up and up for sure. Yeah. They, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is a monster. Byron Jones is good. Jalen Smith. But, yeah, their offense is not looking at its best right now. Yeah. Um, well, for, for the Panthers, um, nothing insane. Cam doing his thing. Yeah, okay. I think they just kind of outplayed a bad performance by the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think it was too hard to outperform the Cowboys mm-hmm. week. I, I wish – I guess Christian McCaffrey, he had – I mean, he got almost 100 uh, – yeah, all, no, a little bit more than 100 yards for the game. But 
I kind of wish I saw a bit more from him on the ground. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, just more explosive. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, I think his longest run was 15. I think he he can break out for something long. You know, I think he has that ability, especially against this Cowboys defense. Yeah, and then, you know, Luke Cakley had a monster game, 13 tackles. Obviously, he's probably a big part of why, you know, Dak sucked and Zeke sucked and, all you know, all of them didn't really have much luck. Shaq Thompson, too, you know, got a sack, got nine tackles, pretty good performance. And, you know, I, I, I think it's definitely a disappointing loss for the Cowboys and kind of, uh, you know, good performance by the Panthers. I think yeah, I, 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 I thought they were reality. better than them coming in, but. Yeah, I think it was a big reality check for the Cowboys that they need to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they just a solid win for the Panthers. Moving on to another team that had a pretty solid, pretty solid uh, Sunday: the Washington Redskins, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Washington Redskins taking it home, twenty-four to six. Um, you know Alex Smith? He had an Alex Smith-esque game. I mean, he just he's continuing to like. He like is just he's probably better than he's ever been. I yeah. mean, last year he was probably better than he's ever been, and he just kind of keeps improving. Yeah, and honestly, having a, a Adrian Peterson in the backfield, I think, is definitely good for him. Yeah. Uh, AP, one of the people that we have that balled out this week. Um, 160 yards total. Minimum. You really didn't know what to think. Um, but he he walks in. They get they. He's a he's a he's a workhorse running back, and they gave it to him 26 times for 96 and a touchdown, as well as 70 through the air. Both of these teams kind of were some of the more, like, interesting teams going into the season, I guess, kind of teams where you didn't know what to expect. I mean, Mm -hmm. both of these teams have different starting quarterbacks and running backs than last year. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just interesting to see. I don't think Sam Bradford is their future at all. You see from this game, they put up six points on a Redskins defense that isn't isn't supposed to be that good. It, you know, it's week one, so you don't, you know, maybe they just took a corner, but, you know, I'm just kind of banking it on just a bad Sam Bradford performance. I think Josh Rosen is going to come in sooner than later because yeah, I, I, I think Rosen is ready enough where if Bradford shows that he can't, like, maybe carry them to, like, a positive record. Mm-hmm that he's not going to be a starter anymore. Yeah. And that's his, his job and his livelihood, so he should step it the F up. Moving on to a couple um, games. We're going to go down a, we're gonna go down a little bit. We'll mention this uh, Seahawks-Broncos game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, kind of one of those games where... Two washed-up teams. Yeah, really two... <laughs> Washed up teams are just going at it, and it was a, it was a slop show. There was five interceptions total. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say neither quarter. Case Keenum wasn't good, you know, and I don't think Russell Wilson was at his tip top performance. Yeah, he usually gets better as the season goes on. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a nice fine wine. He gets 
gets better as the season goes on, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing really stood out to me about this game. No but... running backs really stood out. I mean, both oh. of them kind of have running backs by committee. Yeah, no good running backs in general, you know. Um, but honestly, uh, I I was really I really wasn't sure who was gonna win this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it it was kind of a decent showing by both teams, I guess, just in general. Yeah, I mean, defenses the... performed um, reasonably well, and I mean, they both quarterbacks did throw for three touchdowns, so. Yeah, and there's definitely not a bad game for either team. I, I think I, I, I expected the Seahawks to win this game for sure. Yeah. Because they have the far superior quarterback. So, you know, I guess that's good on Case Keenum. If, you know, maybe he can – this team, besides maybe the running back position, is stacked. So, if, you know, it's a good opportunity for Case Keenum. You know. got to show us what he's got. All right, moving to the uh, next game, we got the Bears and the Packers. This was the Sunday Sunday night game. This was a very thrilling game. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers going down. You're like, oh, no. You know, they bring out the cart. You're like, fuck, he's done for the year. This is terrible. Then he comes back and saves the day. They're down 20 to 0. And they end up winning twenty four to twenty three. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers had a good game. He wasn't in for the whole game, so his stats aren't crazy, but he did his thing. Randall Cobb with one hundred and forty two yards. You know, nice outing for him. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people just think he's the second fiddle to Devontae Adams. Yeah, no, and or I'm even de- or even Jimmy Graham too at that. You know. Yeah, Jimmy Graham didn't really have a great first performance as a Packer, but you know we'll see if his chemistry can get a little bit uh, a little bit more honed in, I guess. Yeah, Trubitsky wasn't good. I mean, wasn't bad necessarily. He wasn't shit, but he was. He didn't really impress. Yeah, what was more impressive was the Bears' defense. I mean, Khalil Mack. Yeah, they're sure as hell uh, glad they gave up um, those two first-rounders for him. Mm-hmm. Got a touchdown, got a pick, got a fumble, got a sack. Like He's all, he's all over the field, and the Raiders are kicking themselves in the ass watching this game. Honestly. Yeah, so impressive showing by Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Bears had a bad game either, even though they lost. I think uh, they kind of choked a little bit, but that defense is kind of showing what it's got. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to the first Monday night game. We uh, got the Jets one. and Lions. Other, uh, oh, they just they were they were neither neither were wonderful games. Mm-hmm. But starting off with, um, I mean Sam Darnold, not a bad. Rookie debut. Really bad first play. Oh, first play was shit. First play was awful. And he got back out there and he said, you know what? Fuck you, New York media. I'm taking this on. And he went and he didn't throw another pick. Got two touchdowns and smacked the 
fuck out of the line. 47 to 17. I mean, I was, I'm shocked that the Jets could even drop 48 points. But I was even more shocked by how bad the Lions' offense is. Even though they got 17 points, I mean, seven of those are from the pick six. Yeah. And Matt Stafford looked worse than I've ever seen him. He's known as a gunslinger, and he was doing everything but that. Yeah, he was not having a good game. I mean, there's not really much to say. They never really got their footing. Kenny Galladay is a young receiver who I think did pretty good on the Lions, 114 yards. So that's really the only positive. But other than that, a pretty disappointing showing by the Lions. Definitely one of our most disappointing teams of the week. For sure, Lions suck. All right, moving on to the last game, Monday Night Football. The Rams take on the Raiders, and they win 33-13. Not too surprising. Derek Carr shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Bad game from Derek Carr. He looks asleep out there. Uh, yeah, I'd say he threw one of the most boneheaded picks I've seen in quite some time. Um, but you know, Marshawn, he kind of did more than I expected from him. Low key. Yeah. Last year, he just wasn't very involved. Mm-hmm. In the offense, but week one, he steps out, 11 carries, 41 and a touchdown. Crazy. And I mean... Crazy week by Marshawn. Jared Goff didn't... Kind of did what I've kind of started to expect him to do. You know, 230 yards, two TDs, no picks, kind of managed the game. Then you got Todd Gurley kind of being the workhorse, 100 yards. And a pretty spread out, you know, bunch of receivers. Everybody kind of getting some. Cooks, Cup, Gurley. Everyone's getting a little slice of the pie down there in the L.A. Rams facility. So this is kind of another one of the games where I I kind of expected about a score like this. I don't think the Raiders are in a great place. I thought that the Rams would at least drop 30 on the Raiders. So I'm definitely not surprised about that. We'll see if maybe the Raiders can get their offense together a little bit more because I think that's really their only chance. Oh, yeah. I'd say you can't really go anywhere with no defense, so they're kind of Mm -hmm. fucking Shout out to Jared Cook real quick for just getting 180 yards. Like, when I saw that, I was just, like, so surprised. (laughs) So, so ecstatic. Holy shit. My favorite player. (laughs) All right, well, we might as well uh, go ahead and announce our uh, fuck-up slash dipshit slash slash shithead. Just the general just fucking idiot. Just the general worst of the week. The worst of the worst of the week. I think you all know who it is. Nathan fucking Peterman. That fucking goon. He couldn't get anything anything to go his way. He had five... He and laced up his cleats in the locker room. He should have said, Coach, I'm deathly ill and I have the worst case of diarrhea of all time. I can't go out. Because it would have been better to not see him out on that field on Sunday. He is one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen, like, start like, multiple games in a long time. Five complete... This is in more than a half, by the way. Five completions. 
24 yards, two touchdowns. He got sacked three times. Two interceptions, Ryan. That Nathan Peterman isn't throwing any touchdowns. Oh, did I say touchdowns? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's – no, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, two interceptions, three sacks. I mean, he – it's part of the reason that the Bills scored three points. He should not step onto the football field. He should be banned. And I think we should give him the death penalty. Yeah, we should just start naming this week's award the Nathan fucking Peterman Award. Just just to know how much you suck. I mean, you're getting the Nathan Peterman Award. You might as well just get a pile of shit as an award. Exactly. So, uh, maybe we'll move on from roasting Nathan Peterman. Yeah, he better For this watch week. It. For this well, week. Cool, cool. We might have to come back to him. You'll need to fun. make sure to, uh, yeah, revisit the podcast, talk, what have you, to hear shit on Nathan Peterman again next week. You won't want to miss it. Definitely. But we are going to be moving on into our next kind of uh, segment. We, were gonna, we are going to be doing our week two predictions. Yes. So we're just going to kind of go back and forth. We're not going to dive into it super deep, but we're just going to kind of give you maybe a reason why we think they're going to win. Why, you know, who's who's going to win and who's not going to win. Let's start off with the Thursday night football matchup, September 13th. The Ravens at the Bengals. Ryan, who you got? I think the Ravens are going to win this one. I mean, I don't know if they, you know, you know, I don't know if their Bills game says that much, but, you know, they beat them convincingly. And I think that uh, their defense is good. Joe Flacco will do enough, and I think they're going to beat the Bengals. Yes, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I'm Ooh, taking... copycat, huh? I'm taking the Ravens as well, um, but I don't think it's going to be by a lot. I think it's going to be a closer game. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think the Ravens probably like 10, 10 plus points, I would say. All right. This next game is very interesting. Could uh... Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Could kind of shape up how we look at the AFC, the Chiefs and the Steelers. See if the Chiefs can continue their hot streak. But who do you got? Um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs by a spill, just by a little little landslide, maybe seven or, bit. <laughs> seven or three points. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think the Chiefs are gonna go into Pittsburgh and take the dub. I think. The Steelers are going to pull out this one. I think they're gonna, they're pissed off about that fucking tie. I think they're going to come back, and it's at home. So you got Big Ben at home. That's a recipe for them to win. I think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to win by a lot. Kind of like what you said. I think maybe like seven points. I think the Chiefs are going to come back down to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it'll be. I think it's going to be a you know a, a fun shootout to watch. For sure, and that's um, that's going to be one of the more entertaining noon games. We've also got uh, the Panthers and the Falcons squaring off. Um, also a noon game. Who you got? I, hmm, I would, I'd, I'd definitely pick the Falcons for this. I think they're in another tier than the Panthers right now. Definitely. I think their defense is almost just as good with just a much, much, much more complete offense. 
yeah. you know, like a more kind of consistent traditional quarterback with, you know, 50 times better wide receivers for sure. Easily. And a couple of consistent running backs. So I think, you know, their offense is really going to put them over. I think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of maybe like 30 to 20, 25 to 15, something like that for the Falcons. Yeah, definitely. I think um, on this fine afternoon, I think I think the Falcons are going to come home with the dub. They're going to be one and one. Um, yeah, I just don't think the Panthers are quite uh, in 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 the same league as the Falcons right now. The Falcons are fighting to be a real playoff team, and the Panthers are scratching their way to the playoffs. So yeah. So that'll be an interesting game for sure. Moving on to a game that probably has no playoff implications. Uh, Dolphins versus Jets. I got the Jets. I think, you know, I'm not sure if the Lions are just going to, you know, just really fell apart, but I'm always impressed with what the Jets did last week. I think that Sam Darnold's going to have another good game and beat a pretty below average Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Jets come home with this. Uh, this is one of those games. It's like, oh man, a, you're not gonna hope, tune in. Hope there's another game on. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably won't even end up seeing the score. That's how little I care about the game. But on the real, I think I agree with you. The Jets are gonna come away with it. Um, mm-hmm. The Jets are gonna be undefeated two and zero going into week three. So. Another matchup we got at the noon time. We got the Vikings at the Packers. Right? Ooh, this one's a back. good one. Who you got? I mean, I, I'm going to say the Vikings. Like, even though they're at Lambeau, I think they're going to barely be able to do enough with that defense, obviously, kind of leading the way. And the offense, you know, I think the offense can definitely do enough put up more points than the Packers when the Packers have to go against that crazy defense. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to slide out of there with a win. Definitely not by much. I think it's going to be a good one, a a close game. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be 23 to 27, something around there. Mm -hmm. Um, I expect a good game, though, just to see that strong Vikings defense go up against A-Rod in the pack. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Going, to, going on to a, you know, a game that, that, doesn't need, that doesn't need much explaining. The Chargers. Yeah, you, you should know why it's exciting. All right, moving on. A matchup that you look at it and you're like, yes. Wow, the Bills got shot on by the Ravens. The Chargers are supposed to be a good team in the AFC. You know, I, I just don't see the Bills going anywhere this week. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers are definitely, I think they're going to bounce back. They're definitely an above-average team. I'm not sure if they really, you know, some people say they have a chance to make the Super Bowl. I don't really think so, but I definitely think they'll beat a team like the Bills. Yeah, I think that's going to be a quickie for them. I'm taking the charges. All right, another matchup. We got the Philadelphia Eagles going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. What do you got? 
Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles on Pretty this Pretty easy. One. Yeah. I'm not sold on Fitz Magic. Yeah. I ain't sold on him. I'm taking the Eagles. Um, but I could see it being a relatively ten point spread between them. I don't think it's gonna be anything humongous. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, see, I think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I well, think. They're going to blow them out, they're, but they're going to win with uh, insurance, you know. Yeah, I, I think that even if Fitzpatrick has a good game, I don't think that they're going to win. So, I think that if he has a normal Ryan Fitzpatrick game, the Eagles are going to take care of this handily. I'm not sure if it'll be a blowout, but they'll definitely beat them handily, I think. Yes, uh, definitely. Next one, we got Browns and Saints. This is kind of an interesting one. I mean, if the Saints lose this, uh, they're in trouble. Out them. Who do you who do you got? You got the Saints. Uh, I, I'm gonna take the Saints just by a little bit. I think um, they're at home. They bounce back against the Browns. Um, and the Browns get their first L of the season. I, I just I just think the Saints. This is yeah, kind of a must, pretty, uh, a must win for them. No, yeah, I think that it, the Saints are going to handle this no problem. It, it's definitely a game that they have to win. Uh-huh. And it's early in the season, but I really do think they, you know, just to prove that they're an actual, like, still, like, a good playoff team and, you know, the loaded NFC, I think, you know, need to win yeah. a game like this. But at the same time, I think I think the Browns will put up a fight. Yeah. Moving on to the last afternoon game, well, last one o'clock game. Uh, we got the Texans at the Titans. Mariota looked a little shaky in Week One. Yeah. Uh, nothing, you know, crazy about the Texans stood out. I think they're going to be a great team this year, but. They didn't do anything to really impress me week one. Mm-hmm. But I think they walk into Tennessee and take home the dub. Yeah, I mean, if the if the Titans couldn't beat the Dolphins, I know Mariota was hurt. I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Texans. No way in hell. So I think the Texans are going to get their first win of the season. I think Deshaun Watson could have a really good game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, there's actually one more 1 o'clock game, I believe. Oh. Yeah, you can't missed? forget about Indiana and the Colts going into Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, that, that game. That's why I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a super exciting game, but a game nonetheless. I think the Redskins are going to come out with this one. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the Colts pretty... won last week, but, you know, it was against – oh, no, it's the Bengals. The Colts lost. Yeah, no, I think I'm the Colts... Bengals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Colts definitely have a lot of you know work to do. It's good that Andrew Luck is back, but there's still plenty of holes all over that roster. And the Redskins, you know, I think I, I think they have the potential to be an above average team. Yeah, not they, much more, but they don't look awful. Let's just say it like that. The Colts, they need some work. Some yeah, serious. So you got the Redskins as well. I'm taking the Redskins. All right. Moving on down to the later games, starting with an NFC battle of the ages, Cardinals going into Los Angeles to play the Rams. I mean, I got the Rams. Cardinals scored six fucking points against the Redskins. Against the Redskins, so 
I'm taking the Rams as well. I think I think they should start Rosen. If they start Bradford, they're done. Yeah, the Rams are a serious Super Bowl contender, and the Cardinals aren't. <laughs> the Cardinals are not close. You are correct, Ryan. We yes. got another interesting game. Um, we got the the Lions coming into uh, coming into the Niners. The Niners Arena of Terror. What do you think happens in that game, Ryan? I mean, I think the Niners are going to be able to handle the Lions at home. The Lions definitely didn't put up a good performance yesterday or on Sunday. And I think that, you know, even though the Niners also lost, I think they showed a lot of good things, especially defensively. And Mm -hmm. I think that with the defense like the Lions compared to defense like the Vikings, a lot of things for them, the Niners are going to click. And I think this is going to be the first game that Jimmy Garoppolo really, like, gets into rhythm. So I think the Niners are going to handle it. I mean, it's definitely not a certainty, and I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think we'll get it done. Definitely. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Niners with you on that one. I think the Lions are really struggling this year. Moving on down to another 425 game. we got the Patriots at the Jaguars. Who you got? Uh, I got the Broncos. Neither of these teams really impressed me. I but the Patriots and the Jaguars, right? Oh, shit. Sorry. I was reading it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got the Pats. I mean, what can be said about the Patriots that hasn't already been said? You got Tom Brady. The Jags got Blake Bortles. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I think the Pats walk away with this one. It's kind of a it's it's going to be a good preview of what a, an AFC playoff game might might uh, contain. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the matchups and you know the Patriots defense against Bortles, Brady, and that that good Jags defense. Move on down to the game that you were talking about. <laughs> what was the matchup, Ryan? The Raiders going up to Denver to play the Broncos. Who do you got? I got the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I look at the Raiders, and I really don't know where they're going. And I, it's really kind of sad because the beginning of last season, same time last season, I was like, you know, the Raiders are really making a push. And they took a huge step backwards, and I think they're taking another one this year, trading Khalil Mack, their best player. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are a great team, but they got a good defense. So I think that will be enough. Definitely taking the Broncos on that one. Moving on down to the Sunday night game. Don't know Sunday, why this is the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night. Don't know why this is the Sunday night game. I guess just because these teams are popular. The Giants going down to Dallas to play the Cowboys. I think the Giants, and I definitely think this is a close game, one of the ones that made me think you know, the longest about who I thought was going to win. I think the Giants could squeak it out a little bit. I think their offense, you know, now that they got a good running game, they got some good receivers. You know, Eli can get it done sometimes. So I think the Giants are just looking a little bit better right now, and they're going to squeeze it out. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants as well. The Cowboys, um, they just didn't look good week one. Their lack of weapons really shows. Yeah, it. they thought they could camouflage it behind Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott, but they can't. No. 
Plum picking the New York football giants. Moving on down to the Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. Um, these are two teams that are pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks go and go into Chicago to play the Bears. Um, really, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Bears on this one just by just by a little bit. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know if they thought about whether it'd be a good matchup, but low key, I think it is a good matchup. Um, I think they yeah, they've got Russell Wilson, but I think the Bears are just a little more balanced now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the Seahawks is just falling off. They have easily. a lot of, you know, like their O-line Holes. is garbage. Running backs are garbage. Wide receivers are basically garbage. Not much to help Russell their Wilson. Their offense besides Russell Wilson is garbage. And their defense isn't great either now. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think the Bears could squeeze this one out. Definitely wouldn't be surprised if the experience of the Seahawks kind of wins them the game, though. Yeah, I could I could see it. I could see it. But uh, I'm just taking the Bears. I think they might have an explosive outing. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that wraps it up. That's our week two predictions. Hopefully, we, uh, we're right on most of those. I'm sure we'll get every single one right. Everyone will be right. But, uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for a little talk about week one of the NFL playoffs. You know, we're probably going to end up pumping out more of these, going to have more segments, more little lists included in each of the weeks. Definitely, we want to have – we're going to be having people on the show as well for um, future episodes. Definitely look forward to those. And if you don't follow us on Instagram or YouTube, get your shit together at the official backups on Instagram and the backups on YouTube. Search that shit. And, you know, you should probably subscribe to us. Yeah. If you managed to make it this far, at the time of recording this, it's 58 fucking minutes. So if you made it, if you spent 58 minutes with us, hit that fucking button. Please, for the love of God. Hell yeah, and what and and give give the rest of our podcast a little listen. You know, we've got a couple nice ones in there. We've got a nice couple coming up. So you know, we're all over the place. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're all over. Stay the tuned. Globe. Backups take over, baby. Hell yeah! Signing off, Spencer from the backups. Ryan from the backups. Peace out, my brother. <laughs> Spencer. Yeah. So you can hear me? Yeah. For sure. Alright. I'm sending them a new one. I don't think it's a headphones problem because it was working with headphones originally. I don't know. Should I put them back in or no? No, just leave them and then don't put it super close up to your face because then I. Different mode? I don't. Okay. Yeah, just oh. give us. Hello. Jeff. Hey, hey, hey what's up, guys? Nothing Pretty much. Good. Hold on one second. I'm trying to figure out why my ear pods won't work. No problem. Um, did that work? Hold on. Oh, I know why. Hold on. There we go. <clears throat> All good? Yeah, hold on one sec. Let me try this again. Uh, Say something.
Hello? Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right, awesome. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Doing great. How was your day so far? How was basketball? Tiring. Yeah. Tiring. I'm getting too old for it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I, I, I am exhausted. Do you guys hoop? Uh, yeah, you know, a little bit, like, uh, not like an organized type of thing, but definitely pick up games. Nice. Where Where are you guys again? You're I I forget. Well, I'm I'm in Indiana University right now, so. Nice. And then usually we're we we filmed a lot of our episodes uh, over in Santa Cruz, California. Um, oh, dope! Wait, you're from yeah. you're you're from Santa Cruz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we both grew up. Oh, nice. I actually have a really good friend from Aptos. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how close. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, my, my friend Ryan Donnelly. Um, uh, and then I know this other guy, too. I forget his name, but yeah, Ryan Donnelly. Uh, his dad was, like, the president of Maui Gym or something. Damn, oh, wow. oh, they probably have. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I stayed at his house. Aptos was, was uh, super nice. Yeah, no, it's a nice area. Awesome. Have right. you have, have you guys uh how's uh how's school going? Uh, pretty good, you know, kind of just starting to get into like like the thick of it again. You know, like tests and all that are coming up in like a week. So, yep. it's going good so far, you know, se- second year, so. Nice. Have you guys it. have you guys um, you know, all your all your boys at school, have you talked to them about the app? What do they I would love to know what they think. Oh, uh, like I've shown my friends the app, like who are into sports, and they just think it's like a good, like, because it's just like it's kind of it's like video version of comment sections almost. Yep. In a way, so it's just like they just say it's like a cool. It's just interesting to see all these like different people, like, just kind of like talking at different points of view and stuff. So yeah, no, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Nice. Before we, uh, yeah, before we get started, there's a. Uh... There's a lot coming, guys. Like, a lot coming. <laughs> so, yeah. all forms of gamification, digital currencies, crypto, blockchain, athletes, influencers, celebrities. Like, Damn. yeah. Very soon, um, there'll be well, there'll be a lot of noise and millions of people on sports, sports me. So, we're excited. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Definitely. Um, You're part of the first wave that kind of got on. <laughs> and don't hey, and don't think that I uh, I'll forget that. I plan to uh, hook everyone up who was one, some of our early users. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, so we've got like nope. an intro, and then we've got some questions for you. So want to just jump right into it? Yeah, for sure, guys. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. What's up, guys? Back at it with another episode from, from the, the Backups. Here we go. All right. So in this episode, we're going to be doing a little interview of our friend Jeff Rubin, the CEO and co-founder of SportsMe. How you doing? What's up, guys? I'm so happy to be here. How's it going? Awesome. Yeah. Can't can't complain. <laughs> it's it's going great. Um, so we just want to dive right into it. Um, 
So what 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 is it that you do, Jeff, and how are you involved with the sports community? Yeah, I mean, essentially, I've been a sports fan like you guys my entire life. And I remember just one night I was watching a game. I didn't agree with what the announcer said. And I just felt like fans, we had a bigger purpose. We needed goals. We needed we needed purpose. We needed p- power, right? And uh, since then, I've just been – we, my team and I, uh, I have an amazing team. We've just been building sports me aligning things, getting things ready for um, the next wave of everything that we're adding, and um, really just talking to thousands of fans, hundreds of fans all the time, and uh, that's what we're doing. Awesome. And what, what, what about sports made you want to pursue this kind of career and, like, really start sports me? Like, um what was it that really triggered you into the sports career and not um, other career paths? Yeah, so, you know, great question, right? So I've been in tech, Silicon Valley, HR technologies. I love sports, right? Like I'm a huge sports fan, just like I know you guys are. So <laughs> I always wanted to play sports. I always wanted to be an NBA player, but of course I'm not, I'm 6'2", but I still can't dunk. So that wasn't going to, that wasn't going to work no matter how good I could shoot or pass the ball. So I always wanted to be in the industry and um, you know, it's funny now that we're about to give fans purpose goals and power they've never had. I actually feel like it's more meaningful. So I love being in the sports industry because for the most part, being in the sports industry is impossible. These Mm -hmm. big companies, these big companies will never hire the everyday person. And I sit back and I wonder to myself, why? What is wrong with a guy year old in Santa Cruz, California, or you know, a 22-year-old in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, you know, a 37-year-old who's in Madison, Wisconsin, they have a sports opinion. Why is it that someone who's on a major network is their opinion is more important than everyone else? And so what we want to do, what my goal is, guys is to empower the 99.9% who have no voice and have no power. And that is my passion and that is my, our goal. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, like, yeah, just like as a, you know, obviously another avid sports fan, like that's just like, it's just going to be like exciting to see like how this can grow and like how we can give more power to like, you know, all the fans out there. And I think at the, same, at the same time, this is something that is completely brand new. It's something that hasn't been done. And there's people on there with, you know, 1,700-plus battles that just go at it. And yep. I think it's crazy that um, – so how fast it's picked up and how short a time, really. Yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll say we have so much coming. So I can't say everything on the podcast. Um, just because we're being somewhat secretive with some things, but you guys, because I do love you guys, you know, a little bit of what we're doing. There's a lot coming. So anyone who is a fan of you guys is listening to this podcast, the world of sports very soon will be tipped upside down and fans will have power to do things. They never believed was possible. All of us uniting Uber connectivity and, um, you guys can literally, anyone who's watching will be able to debate anyone you want in the world on any sports topic, and you're going to get stuff that you love 
and be introduced to new friends and possibly become become this new wave of social media influencers or the next Stephen A. Smith, the next Ryan Hollins, who's a sports me co-founder. Uh, it's really up to you, and that's power. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Speaking of Ryan Hollins, how did you guys uh, meet and connect and really uh, come up with the basis of Sportsman? Yeah, so I met Ryan through a mutual friend who's another CEO in L.A., um, a baller's world, Kyle Cox, a great dude. And uh, I sat down with Ryan for dinner, and he just kept saying, we need to do this, or us, and we, and us. And I was like, wow, he is a sports media personality. He's getting to be a little bit bigger. Now he's, he's massive, right? Like he's mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan's crushing it. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it, it was just like, okay, he really likes what we're doing. So we had breakfast again the next morning and we just connected. Like it was like the start of this like amazing friendship. Ryan is one of my best friends on, on earth. Like I love the dude. I know his family, such a great family guy. Uh, and, um, you know, he just, he believed in what we were doing. And from the player perspective, because we do have a few NBA players who are investors or advisors and sports me, and we have more coming like big, big, big name guys coming like starters in the all-star game coming to debate and battle all of you guys. So that's exciting. Wow. So, but we're holding off on that for right now, but this is going to come soon. And Ryan, man, he just guys, he just got it. And we connected, yeah. we became close friends. And then after like a month or two, it was like Ryan, just join the damn company already because you're already you're already basically hopping on calls with us every night to go over product stuff. And um, Ryan is a sports media advisor, and essentially he's a co-founder. He's been with us months before we ever even launched. Wow, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that that he has a spot. I've watched him on Fox Sports for. As long as he started appearing on Undisputed and all those shows, have you have you guys got to battle him on Sports Me yet? Oh, uh, we I've we've been in some battles with him for sure. Yeah. So so let me ask you guys, you know, to your audience, what was that like to be able to battle and what we call battles, really, just for anyone listening, debating, talking sports, asking any questions, right? Um, what 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 did that feel like to 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 debate and battle with Ryan? It was. It was kind of like, it was just really interesting. It was kind of surreal because it was just like you were talking about bath. Like you're just so used to just kind of talking to your friends or your family or whatever about it or just talking to like a blank face over a computer. And to be able to actually talk to somebody that you know and have like listened to talk about it with like, you know, on like the big stage on like television or whatever. It's just so crazy to be able to just kind of go one on one because that's kind of always the thing that like you think about when you're watching those sports shows you're like oh if i was just there i would just you know be able to like you know tell them exactly what i'm thinking so it's just a really cool experience i mean like i'm excited for yeah it's just no yeah it's really interesting that's awesome yeah i i i love it yeah we got we get some other names coming essentially we're gonna make it so every single week there are new athletes new influencers coming into the platform I bet they'll really like it too. Like it's they love fun, it. It's a fun way to like interact with the fans because I feel like stuff like Twitter. That's how they interact with them now for the most part. Like forums like that, and I just feel like a face to face interaction would just make things so much more interesting. And like, well, if you think about it, right? Like the the, the reason sports me makes so sense, other than 
a, a bunch of other elements that are uh, major differentiators are what do we do like what 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 does think about like the habit of a sports fan right guys like what why are, why do we love the the teams the leagues the fantasy the betting uh you know the players the stadiums the you know why do we love all this stuff and it's we as human beings we just want to talk and debate sports that's that's the human essence of what it is to be a fan right like you guys and your dad and your father you guys and your family you guys and your friends your boys when you growing up right like you talked about sports yeah you grew you grew interested and so twitter is amazing it's a wonderful platform but that's not engagement that is that is that is famous people having the ability to showcase their opinion to the world and that's about it. On our platform, we empower the everyday fan mm-hmm. to have debates and talk with athletes in a way that's meaningful and impactful on uh, why we're humans to begin with, which is conversation and debate. I mean, it's just a way better way to connect with people, I think. Like, it's like a face-to-face interaction. Even yeah. I saw, who was it? I think it was Ashley Neville, I think is her name. Yeah. Uh, she had Bobby Portis on there. That was super cool. Yeah, um, she had B Dog. Like she had a couple of guys on. Yeah, she had a handful of uh, like pro players that practiced or whatever, and she got to, you know, ask them their take on some certain sports me battles and stuff. So just the fact to see them on there, um, it, it's it's really it's very unique, and there's like I said, nothing like it in the sports community right now. Awesome. Well, guys, I'm excited that. So much is coming, you know, things that the sports world has never seen. Soon fans will be able to take action that they've never had. They never even knew existed. Stuff mm-hmm. that we only dreamed about. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's super fun and growing fast. And uh, we're, we're super excited. No, yeah, I'm super excited for the whole, like, for the app and for you to see, like, what it grows to. Yeah, for sure. And so you guys, you guys, you were just telling me that you're from, uh, Santa Cruz. So, what? Who's your uh, your your Forty Niners fans? Yeah, or I'm a Forty. I'm a fan. I'm a Patriots fan. Wow, I'm a Patriots yeah. fan, so I love that. I love it. <laughs> but like, why are you a Patriots fan? Um, my grandfather he lived in Boston for an extended period, and uh, when we used to watch the football games, uh, he would walk in and turn the Niners off and turn on the Patriots. So I just kind of grew up with the Patriots uh, on in the house. Sounds like a good guy. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, that's football. You know, I've uh, you know the Niners hometown team. You know, I I take those teams into second, but you know I'm fans of some weird teams, so it's kind of all <laughs> over the place. Nice, that's awesome. But the Patriots, uh, big move today. What do you think? Um, I'm not looking for any immediate impacts, honestly, but, um, I think later on down week 17 past, I think it can really be, you know, he can be a game changer. You know, I wouldn't put him on my fantasy team or anything just because, but, uh, for the Patriots, I think he can really make a difference uh, in a playoff run. Well, you've seen what Tom Brady has done with lesser, lesser talented players. Mm -hmm. If he can't do it on the Patriots. Like he can't do it anywhere. It's like the but best you, shot he's gonna get. And you could argue that he, you could argue, guys, that Josh Gordon is the most talented football in the most talented wide receiver in football, even over AB when he's healthy. Yeah, if he's not, you know, drinking or smoking before games or anything. 
No, but do you remember two years ago how amazing or three years ago he was AB before AB yeah. was AB? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was putting up numbers that none of us knew how to explain. Nope. He was getting up there into Calvin Johnson's like record breaking year. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he has the potential. The Browns, the Browns at that point were at a way worse place than they are now, too. So it was even more amazing that he was doing it. Yeah, like, still a bad quarterback. No, he's gonna. You know what the pa- you know what the Patriots need to do now, and you know what I'm gonna say. Sign Dez Bryant right now, Bill. <laughs> do it. Think about it. Dez I'm... and Josh Gordon with Gronk. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Super Bowl. That would be. Yeah, no, you you couldn't leave all those guys one on one. Like, <laughs> it, that would be pretty impossible to stop. All the running backs and the slot receivers. There's just too many people to keep track of. <laughs> well, I hope that that happens. So, kind of transitioning into like your personal favorite. Um, you know, you kind of told us about when you started watching sports as a kid. What's like your personal favorite sports moment? Do you think? Like a couple wow. of them, or a like. Couple of them. Like me personally, as like an athlete when I was younger, or like as like a Boston sports fan, like a Boston, a Boston sports, fan. sports fan. Wow! So there's so many championships to talk about. I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2004 Red Sox World Series when they beat those damn Yankees mm. in Game Seven of the ALCS. Like, that run was the greatest run I've ever, ever seen in my life, right? As a, as a Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. like, my, gra- my grandfather always wanted to see a World Series before he died. Now he's seen three, which is amazing. But, yeah. uh, it, uh, actually, I'm sorry, he'll see four after this year. Um, but, uh, you know, it literally, like, guy, like, 86 years of suffering, and they were in the World Series in, like, the most dramatic fashion possible. And be, yeah. Tom Brady and Malcolm Butler do it. And then they do it against the Atlanta Falcons. And then the Celtics do it against the Lakers in 2010. Like, I could go on. Like, the Bruins, two through one in there. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. Like, Boston, yeah. we, we've had so many titles. Uh, you know, you're a Boston fan. Like, one of you guys are. I just, like, it's I, – I think I would say Red Sox number one. And then probably – Patriots against the Falcons was just crazy, yeah. and then yeah, and then and then Seattle. Yeah, no, those are a lot of good moments to choose from as a Boston fan. Yeah, what's your favorite moment in sports, both of you? I would probably say this wasn't like we didn't even end up winning this year, but like I'm also a Warriors fan, and probably uh. when we came back three one against the Thunder. I would say that was probably my favorite sports moment. Yeah. And then when we won our first championship, because that year, like, I, a lot of people don't really even remember. I mean, people do, but, like, people kind of forget that, like, we weren't, like, supposed to be very good that year. So it was just, like, a kind of, like, like that year more than any of the others were just crazy. Like, What about on the flip side when – LeBron and Co. Yeah. came back on you guys. On you guys, what was that like? Oh, that's by far the saddest <laughs> moment I've had as a sports fan. <laughs> but yeah, no, that. Whew. 
that was yeah that was definitely a surprise <laughs> and like I mean you kind of saw it coming a little bit by game seven like I was very nervous but yeah that that, that definitely takes the cake is the worst sports moment <laughs> I've had that's awesome for me that was I, it. it's got to go in the direction for the Patriots I think um the Seahawks Super Bowl because that was the first one I had already had to sit through you know, I don't really re- remember the 04 Super Bowl, but I did watch it. Um, but the, when I really started remembering the Super Bowls was 07 and, and the 2011 Super Bowl for the Patriots. Those obviously being at the top of my list of painful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Seahawks Super Bowl, just Tom Brady proving that he could do it uh, later in his career without like a ball-busting defense. Um, I just think that first one, it was dramatic. And, of course, the Falcons, you know, just ridiculous. But I think it's definitely got to be one of those two Super Bowls. I think that Falcons game was easily one of the craziest turnarounds in sports history. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even had the sports battle on Sports Me. Which, which one did you guys think was better, 49 or 51? Um, and for me, I said the Falcons Super Bowl just based on at halftime, I thought it was over. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody did. <laughs> well, you know what? You know that, like, the owner of the team was coming down, like, ready to celebrate. And Matt Ryan was getting all giddy on the sidelines, like, oh, we're going to win. <laughs> you know, Julio Jones. And I'm not hating Julio Jones, who's on my fantasy team, so that's awesome. But, you know, he was smiling and cracking up on the sideline with Manu, uh, with um, uh, Manu, what, uh, what's his name? Uh, the other receiver who's awesome. Um, oh, Manu. Yeah. Yes, Anu. And I just remember every single friend of mine in the room was disappointed. My wife was like, we should go. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we can do this. We can do this. And, uh, you know, we – Crazy. I think I, I took about 10,000 steps in the span of like five minutes. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, they, they got it done. Yeah, that was last couple weeks of sports. I love it. All right. So, um, which of like the four major sports is your favorite? And like, they're your favorite to watch. Yeah. I'm going to go with basketball. I just think basketball is so dynamic. Every single play is super interesting, you know. And uh, uh, you know, I, I think soccer is cool. I think NHL playoffs is amazing. The regular mm-hmm. season is terrible, but the, the, the playoffs are amazing. You know, football is obviously fun. Although I get really, really upset yeah. when the when the Patriots are losing and they lose, and I feel like my whole week is off. <laughs> and I love baseball, but it's so slow. And like, I need it to be like. Game five, of, game five of the first round before I get excited and, like, game seven of the next round before I get yeah. excited. And basketball is, like, even if the Celtics play the Wizards or the Pelicans or mm-hmm. the Thunder or, or my, even Orlando, like, basketball is just fun to watch. Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, it, never, and it never gets old. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely the game I watched the most of the regular season, for sure. Like, I I would agree with you that ba- it's weird. Basketball is my favorite sport, but the Niners, like, I just have like a more of like a place in my heart for the Niners than I do the Warriors. 
I'm not sure why, but just like the NBA, like in general, but it's definitely my favorite sport to watch. It seems like I'm sure you guys have noticed on social media, um, the presence of basketball is just overwhelmingly engaging. And like, I never see anything football, hockey, or baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's crazy because those leagues are a lot more of a toss-up. You know what I mean? Yep. But, you know, guys, like, that's why Sports Me thrives is because basketball players, basketball fans can come in. They can then just start doing debates and doing battles on other topics, and other basketball fans will chime in. Mm-hmm. And so we sometimes use basketball as this, con- as this conduit to – you know, explore discovery into other sports topics. And that's, uh, and that's really awesome for us. Yeah, no, like, yeah, no, basketball, it's definitely, they definitely have the biggest present, like online presence for sure. I think, I think it's going to become the world's large, I think it's going to overtake soccer, like not, maybe not soon, but like, I think so, like it's going in that direction. I think it's becoming more worldwide and, Maybe it's got soccer is pretty yeah, high up Yeah, they've there. got a pretty good lead on them. You forget point. the rest of the world hates America. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't hate America. They everyone gets they uh, they do like America, but they they love their they love their football. They love their mm-hmm. soccer. And yeah. uh, you know, all these exciting players are not playing in the U.S., so like we're not used to that. Like Ronaldo for us would be like LeBron James. Yeah. Or Jason Tatum. <laughs> I don't know about that yet. Speaking of, Jason, speaking of Jason Tatum, like, what are you expecting from the Celtics this season? How do you think they're going to do? Like, where do you championship. Think championship? You think they're going to get cha- there or they're going to win? No, straight up championship. Winning the championship over the over your dub, over your dubs mm. in seven in six games. I don't know if I'm quite there yet with them. <laughs> but, uh, like, why do you think they're going to take that next step? And uh... You know what? I think the Warriors lost a lot of depth. I think they're not hungry. I think the fact that they have a couple guys who are injury-prone, Cousins, Durant, even Clay, you know. Curry. You know, uh, you know, Curry for sure, and even Draymond. These guys have missed games. They don't have the depth. They don't even have David West anymore. Like, Looney is their best backup, and that's a little scary, right? Like, they don't have these other guys. Um, They have Livingston. He's fine. They don't even have Swaggy anymore. You know, they lost uh, uh, some key guys, and I think I look at the Celtics. They're hungry. They have the best coach in the NBA. They're deep. They're long. They have Kyrie Irving, who yeah. I believe is the best, the best player, the best point guard in the NBA. Battle, battle me all day on that. And uh, you know, Horford is a is, is a beast. Jason Tatum and Brown are amazing. We have we're such a deep. We can literally start ten different players, and we would be fine. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 I and we can shoot and we play defense. Yeah. No. I mean. Definitely, I definitely think they're the second best team in the league. Like, definitely. I'm definitely not like sleeping on that. Like, I think they're gonna. I think they're going to be the next team besides the Warriors to win the championship. Like, I'm almost like, I'm pretty confident in that. I think the Warriors. I'd say the Warriors are going to get this next one, and then 
I think someone's going to be able to knock him off. And what about Gordon Hayward? Like, if he comes back and he plays like Gordon Hayward can, and he will, because he remember, guys, he was injured on the first game of the season, yeah. so he had all. He literally had the entire year off. So yeah. that's that's you know fresh knees that he's feeling good. You guys forget a lot of people forget that he was one of four players who had. I don't remember the exact numbers, but he was one of four players who had. Um, the highest amount of points, rebounds, assists, and lack of tur- and uh, least amount of turnovers, like mm-hmm. up up there with like Curry, LeBron, Durant, yeah. and then Gordon Hayward. Like he's that yeah. good, and we're getting him back, and we're getting that other guy. I think you know him. His name's Kyrie Irving. Yeah, no, he'll help a little bit. <laughs> he, he does a few things other than sell lots and lots of sneakers. Yeah, I. The only concern with, like, all, like, like Gordon Hayward, I just think that, like, everybody's kind of expecting, because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum obviously, like, were hitting it, like, on full cylinders in the playoffs. Like, they're playing their best basketball. And I'm just thinking, like, with, like, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back and all that, it might, you know, there might not be enough for every, I don't know. I definitely think. I just think a guy like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown might take a little step back. We'll see. I don't think that I actually think they're going to take another step forward, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, just not get as yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> hey, and, uh, Jason Tatum has been practicing with Kobe Bryant, and he he could play a little hoop. Yeah, no, for sure. My thing for the Celtics is like you said, they've got kind of like almost ten. Maybe even maybe even twelve guys that are worthy of a roster spot. Uh, what happens when uh, some people need money and the salary cap? What do you think is going to happen in that in that regard? Because I think there's a lot of really talented guys on that team. You know what? After we win the title this year, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Kyrie, will, Kyrie will stay. We have other guys locked up. We just need Kyrie. You know, the other guys, you know, Marcus Smart's in for like another three years. You know, other guys, Horford's in, Brown's in, Tatum's in, Gordon Hayward's in. All we need is Kyrie, and there's our starting five. You know, Terry Rozier, he probably won't be back, but that's okay because yeah. he, deser- he deserves it. But, you know, we'll sign someone else. No, I think they're definitely – they're built to be sustainable. And I think, like – their window can be so, like, open for so long because they just have picks and young players, but they also have guys like Horford and, like, Ky- I mean, Kyrie's young, but he's not, like, you know, a rookie or anything. So, like, they're built to win now and, like, five years down the road. So I think they're going to be good for a long time. I think so. But it doesn't matter because we'll win the title this year and then who knows what happens. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Um, From kind of like the Celtics to their rivals, the Lakers, what do you think about LeBron there, and where do you think they kind of end up at the end of this next coming season? You know, I love I love LeBron going to the Lakers for a lot of reasons. I'm happy for the city of L.A. I think that when the Lakers versus Celtics rivalry is in full throttle, like, it's good for the league, right? Like, the, the NBA is Adam Silver is – is beat me right now. 
So <laughs> I think, though, still, I think the Warriors are number one. And I do think that the Thunder will be the number two seed, seed mm. in, in the West. And I think that Melo is going to thrive in Houston, but he wasn't a great fit on OKC, and that's fine. So yeah. now, now Paul and Ross, they have uh, more opportunity. They've been playing for a while. They know each other's chemistry. They're now super close friends. Um, Rob Roberson is healthy. Um, you know, they have Schroeder. They get Neurons Noel. Yeah, and then I missions. And then I see Houston, and then I see the Nuggets. I see the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and then I see the Lakers. Okay. The Nuggets are kind of being – I think they're the most underrated team – like for just like a lot of casual fans coming into the year because they have a really good team and they're like deep they have guys like coming off the bench you know like guys like Will Barton and Isaiah Thomas off the bench I see Isaiah should not come off the bench that dude is a literally a terminator yeah well even the fact that Michael Porter Michael Porter at 14 that was a pretty good pick I think Mm mm-hmm Steal, but we'll see. We'll see how he does. He was a little hyped up. We'll have to see. Yeah, and bad back, so you never know with that. Also, on this team, he may. You don't even know like what type of, you know, you don't even know what type of uh, playing time he's going to get because mm-hmm. Will Barton plays a lot. You know, Gary Harris and Murray they play a lot. These other, you know, Millsap and Joker play a lot. So we'll see. Yeah, they you have know, a lot of guys. He'd be, a, is, like, a really good, like, sixth, seventh man just coming off the bench. Like, Is Fariard still still in the NBA? Is who? K- uh, Kenneth Fariard? Fareed. Fareed, so. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure He's he is. somewhere. I remember hearing about him and thinking he was going to become, like, a like a star. Like, maybe not a star, but at least, like, a really good player. And he just kind of – I don't know. I think it's his play style doesn't really – fit the modern NBA as much? Not so much, because he's not a great shooter mm-hmm. and he's not a great dribbler, but he can dunk a really good good. And he can rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's on the right now. You, you gotta be able to shoot. You gotta be able to pass. That's what the modern day NBA is, just like you said. So, uh, what are your thoughts? We kind of had this debate on Sports Me and we got some good responses, but we're wondering what you think. I, I'm kind of assuming your answer a little bit. Thoughts on Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time and the best player of all time. Do you think he's both of those at this point? Yeah, I probably started that battle. Of course he's the best player of all time. Look at what he's done. <laughs> he's got Giselle. He's the best player of all time. I mean, look what he – Tom Brady has won five titles. He has <laughs> countless MVPs. He's won – he might win more games than anyone in NFL history. He was a seventh rounder who no one cared about, came in his rookie year, won a Super Bowl. He has guts. And all he wants to do is win, and anyone else in his situation would take it for granted, wouldn't be hungry. This dude plays like he's never won a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – yeah, me and Spencer have had this argument plenty of times. I know his answer. <laughs> I mean, I think the big difference maker for Tom is that I know it's only been, uh, you know, 20-plus years. A little, not, not, not more than 30, but since the, you know, post-salary cap era. But he's the only quarterback to have a handful of rings post-salary cap, which I think 
is huge. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, it's just not, it's, it's not going to be replicated like, um, you know, it was before the salary cap when it was kind of more like baseball. You can kind of make super teams based on the big markets. Yeah. And who, you know, who wants to play with who and stuff like that. You know, the 49ers were that in yep. the 90s. Well, I, ha- I have a fun fact for you guys. I, I think you'll enjoy this. You guys know TB12, uh, Tom Brady's company? Mm-hmm. So the head of TB12 is one of the, one of our sports media investors. Oh, wow. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll be giving away some, Tom, some TB12 stuff. Maybe we'll see some stuff with Tom Brady. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love the – he's got a great brand. He's the GOAT. He really is the GOAT. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. This I was angry playing against the Jags, but uh, you know, a lot of frustrating game. Yeah, I mean, they're I think they're definitely their biggest competition in the AFC. I think they've proven that at this point. But I think come playoff time, the Patriots just hit another level that Blake Bortles can't get to. Definitely. <laughs> So, kind of talking on speaking of football, of course, what who do you think? I think I might know who you have coming out of the AFC, but Super Bowl matchup, who do you have? Oh man, I you know, I look at the Rams and I think to myself, like, can they actually do it? I'm not sold, mm-hmm. I'm not sold. I, I, I think that the Vikings or I think the Vikings or the Eagles have a better – and I, trust me, I hate the Eagles, but I think the Vikings or the Eagles have a better chance of making it than the Rams. I see some issues all over that team, even though they're really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't even know who else could – you know, the Buccaneers, like, they could make it to the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing like a young Tom Brady over there. But, uh, I, I, you know what? I think that the Rams could do it. I think it's one of those two teams, one of those three mm-hmm. teams. The Saints are not really striking me as, like, that impressive so far. Yeah, they, barely, sure. they barely beat the Browns, and that's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... And uh, I'm going to go with those three. What do you guys think? Do you think anyone else could possibly? I would, I would say, like, I didn't have the Rams as my top pick coming out of the NFC at the beginning of the year, but just – from these first two weeks, they've, I've kind of put them in there because the Vikings, like, I mean, they beat the Niners, but it wasn't by a, a convincing amount, and then they um, tied to the Packers. So I, I just don't, I just think the Rams, if they can just, you know, stay healthy, I think they have the best chance. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, I kind of have to go with the Patriots. I think they're definitely going to come out of it for the AFC. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope. I- I hope the Patriots can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had Patriots-Rams purely because I I watched both Rams games, um, week one and week two, and it didn't really seem like they were completely clicking on full cylinders either. So um, I think like the Patriots, it's a little bit of a learning period right now, and by the end of the season, I think they're really going to have it on track. But I have them as a team that's kind of like uh, one year, two year, and then blow up, and then 
who who knows? You know, they're just looking for yeah. a champion. It's not a super sustainable team. Kind of got a bunch of, you know, really stubborn, like not like, not stubborn, but big personalities. Who, yeah, you know, are like, and there's a lot of money in those guys. So, a lot of money. Yeah, it's an interesting team for sure. But we'll so see. I mean, the NFL any given Sunday. Yeah. No, that's the exciting thing about it. So we wanted to also touch on the Bruins a little bit. Um, Last season, uh, at least for me, uh, I thought the Bruins were going to trend down, and they completely proved me wrong and ended up second in the Atlantic division. Um, You know, they did get bounced by Tampa in the second round, but – the three seasons before that, they had missed the playoffs twice and lost to the Sens in the first round. Like I said, for me, I thought they were trending downward, but obviously with this past season, they showed that they aren't done yet. What do you consider like the championship window for this team with Bergeron, Rask, and uh, you know, you know, they got good young pieces like Krug and Pasternak, but what, what do you think their window is? You know what I I. I don't even know. Like, I, I I like the Bruins. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally a bandwagon Bruins fan. In the playoffs, I become a diehard. But during the regular season, like, I don't even get into it. Like, which is sad because I'm the CEO of a sports company and doing some crazy things in sports. And I, like, I, I feel like – and that's kind of the problem, right? Like, none of us have time to watch all these games and all these leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And – the Bruins are like the effect of me not really being able to, uh, not really having a lot of time. So I like the Bruins. I think they have a lot of, I, but I don't even know who some of the younger guys are. So like, tell me, what do you guys think? Uh, at least for me, I think that the Bruins, like I said, I was like, oh, the Bruins, you know, they went to that last Stanley Cup against the Blackhawks. And then they just couldn't make the playoffs. And so I was like, where, where are they going? Um, honestly, I think they're still, I think they've got maybe three years where they really could put together a championship run. Um, but other than that, I think their team is, um, you know, grizzled with veterans. Yes, they have these young pieces, but their goalie is getting old and, and rash. Uh, I, I, I do think they will be in the conversation for the Stanley Cup in the next three years. I think they've still got that core together. Hope so. That would be icing on the cake with all the other teams that we have. Definitely. And then even just touching on baseball, you just think, you know, Red Sox all the way. Uh, any other team in in the league scare you? I know that there's not not a whole lot. In the, uh, I mean, the Houston Astros have to scare you, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, like honestly, I just feel like this is the Red Sox. I mean, like guys. J.D. Martinez and Mookie could both – either of them could be the MVP. Like, yeah. that that never happens. And, like, last year, Mookie – and I love Mookie. And I actually met his cousin last – this past week in L.A., like a really good dude. And we were talking about Mookie and the team. And it's like – it's like last year, Mookie felt like he had to do so much because they didn't have Poppy anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And – they, and Hanley Ramirez was not that guy. Not that guy, to be to be frank. So, and, and that's obvious. And then now everyone can play their game, and JD just plays his game, and this dude just rakes, and he's clutch. So clutch. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, the pitching, the relief pitching is really good. And we'll, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm excited to get down to um, down to uh, 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 the playoffs and just get the regular yeah. season all over with because I feel like it's been, like, two years. It's it's ridiculous how long. Like, that's kind of one of the reasons I don't really watch much regular season baseball, just because of how long it is. Like, how many games just – yeah, it's it'll you, you definitely not a sport where you can catch all the games. No, and I'll even let. baseball, I think in my mind, it's 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 a lot different being there versus watching it on TV. That really is more than any other sport. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep, I, I I would say yes, and especially the playoffs is a crazy experience, especially at Fenway Park, which is like oh, I bet the mecca is just amazing. That's kind of moving on a little bit to uh, our last question. Um, what do you think is the best sports city? I know you were just mentioning Fenway. I'm sure. You, you don't even need me to tell you my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Boston. I mean. It's, it's undeniably Boston. You can't even argue with Boston. Even, even Yankee fans would say it's Boston. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they've got the mix. So, yeah. I, I think Philly has can make a run. You know. No, stop. <laughs> what have they what have they won other than one title and like a Phillies title like eight years ago? Yeah. The Flyers do have two seventies championships. Just Yeah, that's out. that's nothing. We have we have eighteen we, we have like twelve in the last eighteen years. Yeah. If you talk about the uh if you know about the Bay Area, I mean they have um, they, I mean, they have more teams than Boston, obviously, I guess. But, like... We still have more titles. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Boston, it's, I think another thing is that the Boston teams have been um, just around for so long. I mean, the Bruins have been around since the 20s. They're all just uh, classics, like... Yeah, you know classic teams. Well, it's also, for the most awesome. part, the Boston teams are always competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like think about how many ye- how many years the Warriors were like the worst team in the NBA by far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was quite a quite a while. And then to just to just think the last tw- you know twenty years of football, Tom Brady's been just like this rock, you know, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the Celtics, I think, you know, and the Celtics from from t- twenty ten. It's not even close to the same team. Not even, not even similar. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all of our uh, questions we got uh, ready for you. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to coming with sports. Me, mm-hmm. we're we are planning on doing a when we reconnect during Thanksgiving. Doing a video where we we're on YouTube and we um, just go on there and just do battles and do it for the YouTube channel and all kinds of stuff. But we just want to spread because your message of you know empowering the fans that, that's huge for us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love it. Well, we should uh, we should work with you guys on that because we would love to uh, love to help you out in any way we can. I mean, we help out literally every single fan on earth. It's all we do is is give them power but we'd love to help you guys out any way we can i love the concept yeah awesome thank you so much for like supporting us and uh 
all that. For sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then thank you again for just coming on here and chatting with us about, you know, sports and all that. Of course, guys. I love, you know, I feel like you asked me early on, why why do I love working in sports? And I love working in sports because I feel like the industry doesn't care about the everyday fan, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all we do. Like, I am so passionately devoted to making sure that every fan and athlete, because they're part of this this new world, is is empowered and has a voice and, like – and uh, you know what? It's time that we all we took back what should be ours. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Fans are what makes it all go. It makes the whole system run. And you know who truly cares about you guys in the in this industry? Mm-hmm. No, nobody. <laughs> they don't. They don't care. Yeah, they, want your they don't care. It's a what do you say? It's a business, and they don't care. You're a dollar figure. You are uh, – and so, you know, that's what it is, and we we just – we think differently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean – We're really glad we, we just caught – eventually, like, met you and found out about Sports Me because before, you know, you had messaged us, we really had no idea, and we were looking at, on how we could change the sports world ourselves too, you know? Oh, you certainly can, you know, continue to tell your boys uh, and your and girls. We have a ton of girls on the app. You know, the more people you tell, you know, we're not on Android yet, which we know is a barrier. We'll be on Android um, in a couple months. Like, we can't wait. That's two-thirds of people that want to get on Sportsman that can't. Mm-hmm. But keep telling your boys, you know, at Indiana, at Santa Cruz, the more people that we can get on, whether they're watching or doing debates, the faster fans can take over and have more and more athletes join. Yeah. No, it, it, it's definitely it's an exciting, you know, kind of movement to be a part of. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy that you guys in, invited me on your podcast. I, uh, huge fans of both of you and, uh, anyone who's listening, hop on, send, send, send them a, uh, a battle request or join one of the battles probably lose or win but either way it'll be fun and uh soon even more than that awesome well thank you so much for being on the call with us and uh can't wait to you know keep in touch with you you know make some battles and see where this thing goes awesome i love it guys all right thank you yeah all right thanks for having me yeah thank you bye bye all right